Good morning and welcome to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Today in the studio we have Angela, Rasika, John on the panel, thank you John, and I'm Caroline. Angela is an Aussie, uh, Rasika is Indian and I'm French, so hopefully you can juggle with all the accents. <laughs> It'd be a good ex ex exercise for your attention. In Sanskrit language, Sahaja means born within and yoga means union. So born within us, there is an energy that has the potential, or we can say the power, to unify us to the energy that surrounds everything in the universe. This energy is divine and everlasting. You could call it the, the uh, all-pervading power of God. And by connecting to it from within, you allow it to help you develop qualities and heal from weaknesses and to achieve peace and joy in your life. In fact, it's only by being connecting to that universal power that we can become our true self and achieve our full potential. A potential that shines without showing off. A potential that loves unconditionally. A potential that feels true joy from within. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Caroline. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about this, this, this energy, this Kundalini energy? Um, this Kundalini energy lies within our sacrum bone. Um, it's lying dormant in three and a half coils and from our pure desire and a catalyst it can be awakened. And what is this pure desire? This pure desire is within all of us. In some it's stronger than others but this pure desire is our desire to be one with the divine. And what is a divine? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, the divine is the all-pervading power that uh, permeates everything. That's in every cell, um, in every, just in everything that's around us, and it helps us to evolve. And it loves us and nourishes us and wants us just to be ourselves and just to love each other. So it's a power of love, is it's it? It's the power of love, yes. So the universe is surrounded by the power of love. What a nice thought. Wow. I'm very pleased to live. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel this energy is awakened inside you or not? Uh, everybody feels it a little bit differently. Um, but when the Kundalini is awakened inside of you, you some people feel very peaceful inside. Um, when it passes up through your chakras into the fontanelle bone, then you experience a state called thoughtless awareness and so you become very silent inside. So that's what thoughtless awareness means, yes. is mental silence. Yes. And um, how do you awaken it? You, from your pure desire, um, and it's like one candle lighting another, you need a catalyst to have this awakening. So Shamataji, who founded Sahaja Yoga, she is the catalyst for this. Um, when somebody has got their self-realization from Shamataji, then they can also awaken it. And how do you feel its effects inside you? Um, again, it's a very personal uh, experience and everybody's feeling it very differently. For me, I felt it as just very peaceful. Uh, some heat was clearing and then at the end I felt very cool and very calm inside. Thank you, Angela. We're now going to listen to um, Jules uh, from her album Spirit.
You are listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. Your Kundalini is the expression of your pure desire to be unified with the Divine, to be a purer, a more heavenly personality. To assure the regular flow of the Kundalini energy, you need to nourish it by meditating. 
Being in meditation means being in a state of thoughtless awareness, like Angela said before. Or in other words, in mental silence. When we are in that state, the constant noise of our thoughts in our head stops, giving space to the Kundalini to fill us with her love and to accomplish her job of connecting us to the truth, with reality, with the only thing that really matters, the power of love that surrounds everyone and everything. Good morning, Rasika. Hello, good morning, Caroline. <laughs> um, how long have you been in Australia for? It's been now like three years. Three years. Yeah. Do you like it here? Yeah, I'm enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you live now? Uh, I'm staying in Bowood. Okay. Yeah. So in New South Wales, New close South to Wales. Sydney. Yeah. And um, how long have you been meditating for in your life? Um, it's been now, I think, maybe seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did you start meditating? Um, I started with, uh, actually my father came before. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, I, I was very small. I was in school. How old were you? Uh, I was maybe in um, 13, 14 year old maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, followed by my f mother, she came. And then we, me and my brother, we also went to the programs and got our realization. And we really liked it. Mm -hmm. And we didn't feel like much out of it. First time when we went, we didn't feel much. But we felt very good from inside. And we felt very satisfied and very peaceful. Mm -hmm. And so then we started meditating. And you, you mentioned you had your self-realization. Yeah. What does it mean? Self-realization, the word itself says you re realize yourself. Like you awaken your kundalini and that's your self-realization. You get to know your inside. Wh what are you? Because hardly we look at ourselves and inside and what is within us. So I think that's a self-realization awakening your kundalini and knowing much about yourself mm -hmm. and um, when you start meditating um, like so I'm just talking about my own experience you start developing um, vibrations you start feeling vibrations yeah, yeah. so can you tell us a little bit more what vibrations are and how do you feel them or anything you feel to share with us about vibrations okay uh, uh, when uh, your kundalini is awakened then uh, you can feel the the cool vibrations flowing from your top of the head and from both of your hand or you can feel slightly tingling feeling on your hand or you can feel your hands have become a bit lighter and uh, it's like um, you can feel something flowing from your hands and from top of your head i can, can feel right now <laughs> yeah. when you talk <laughs> very strongly yeah yeah, yeah. That's very strong. and that's something that develops with the meditation yeah it, it develops with the meditation yeah mm -hmm. that's so right the, the more you meditate um and usually we uh, encourage people to meditate a little bit in the morning like five yeah. ten minutes and a little bit in the evening yeah that, that's i think that's that's very important part like you need to meditate and increase your vibration awareness mm -hmm. that's yeah because the Kundalini reacts to the vibrations, she reacts yes. to your meditation. Yeah. So when you're thoughtless, yeah. so the, when you meditate, you become thoughtless. Yeah. And then by being thoughtless, your Kundalini fully awakens, yes. fully yeah. raises, and then yes. you can feel the vibrations. Yeah, right? Th that's right. Yeah. I know sometimes in the beginning it's hard to feel the vibrations, and some yeah. people just feel a, a nice feeling inside. But if you come to the programs, that you can get that stronger, and it comes. Absolutely. Like it personally took me three months before I started yeah. feeling and the vibrations. A little bit longer for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, the desire is very important. I think so. Mm. 
And I, I know people like uh, when we give programs, I know people that feel vibrations straight away and very strongly. Yes. They feel in their hands, in their feet sometimes, on the top of the head. So it's, it really depends. Like Angela said, it's really a personal experience. Yeah. And um, so I suppose you kept meditating for all those good reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. But is it like, yeah. why, as a child, I mean, you were 13, 14 years old. Yes. It's, a, it's a time of your life where you start searching for yourself and rebelling against, maybe not in India, but <laughs> here, definitely rebelling. Well, us anyway, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> rebelling against parents and yeah. their decisions. So what makes you keep meditating and keep going? You know, when I was small, like maybe when I was 10 years old, I remember I had a very strong desire to see God and I don't know why and then um, when I got my realization I really felt that I'm somewhere close to God and uh, and when I was meditating I could feel the thoughtless awareness coming when I was a kid and I felt I felt complete and if I go to school without meditating I would feel like I have missed something and I would never have attention in my school and that was that that kept me actually meditating and that was really strong. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I knew if I, I didn't come to the programs, I was not going to make it. <laughs> and personally, the same. Like uh, there's still it's very rare, but there's still days where I have to rush in the morning and not to skip my meditation. Yeah. And I always know those days are not the same. Yeah. Usually, it's because my little children awake at the same time <laughs> as me, and then they, I can't meditate properly. No, it's, yeah, I know. But you need time. F for that, I think so separately or something. Do you have your own yeah. space and yeah. and have this um, this uh, strength to empty your mind because yes. it's not such an easy thing. No. It was actually my next question. <laughs> it's perfect. I was going to ask one of you: Is it easy to achieve mental silence? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid, you can. <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, very good. Why is that? Um, I think because when you're a kid, you are just exposed to a limited thing, maybe, and uh, you you are just fresh. And um, you're just getting to know the things, and now, like I mean, you're pure, I means uh, you're, you're innocent. I think you're innocent, innocent. more. Yeah. You're more innocent, and you're thoughtless, and it's easy for you to meditate, and to get that state. I can remember the state when I was a, a kid, like a small, the uh, the quality of my meditation, and now when I'm a mother, I can see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, um, children are in the present moment. Yeah. They don't think. Sometimes mothers get cranky yeah. with that. Why you don't think? You know, but they don't think. So it's very easy for them to meditate. Yeah. And you will see. Maybe you can try at home, uh, even with your own children. It's so easy to raise a kundalini just uh, by your own desire and and asking for the kundalini to rise. And you see, they're not damaged yet, <laughs> like some of us can be today. And uh, and so it's the, the pure desire is really clear inside, inside them. Um, what can you do to facilitate your meditation, to ease your meditation? Can be one of any of you answering the question. Like, how, how easy can be for somebody just to do it? How can they do it? I think <coughs> early morning meditation can be very useful, like, because it's quiet and it's peaceful and you can feel more inside you and you can look inside you because you're fresh you had your sleep and so I think if you do early morning meditation like six 
uh, if you try and can do it very very good i agree it's like yeah. that. it's like uh, there's nobody thinking yet yeah. everybody's still sleeping yeah, and, and you can yeah. hear the silence it's a good way to start yeah. right yes, I know. <laughs> if yeah. you wait too long you might react too much and then yeah, it's yeah. very hard to yeah, go back yeah. to a thoughtless state yeah. all right thank you very much ladies thank you and the personality that brought self-realization to us is Srimata Jinya Maladevi. Many people in the world feel deep respect and devotion for Srimata because they recognize his very unique love emanating from her, a love that transforms people. With the awakening of our inner energy, we have the tools to choose the right path in life and stick to it. We can honestly introspect and correct ourselves. As a gift to each and every one of us, self-realization is there if we want it. So it's now time for you to experience it if you want. We will now play an extract where Sri Mataji is going through the self-realization process. By following her instructions from wherever you are in the world, you can, be, you can feel all the benefits and you can awaken your own Kundalini. So please remove your shoes if we can. Sit down comfortably and put your hands on your lap, palm up. Take a few big deep breaths, gently, and relax. Just relax. We will use our right hand and we will place it on the left side of our body as per Srimataji's guidance. Please close your eyes, not very tightly. And till I tell you, please don't open your eyes. All right. I've already told you that I respect your freedom and I cannot force pure divine knowledge on you. You have to ask for it. So take your right hand in the low portion of your abdomen on the left hand side. And here you have to ask six times because this center has got six petals. <coughs> Mother, please give me pure divine knowledge. Ask six times. Mother, please give me pure divine knowledge. As soon as you ask this question, the Kundalini starts rising. So now we have to nourish the higher centers with our self-confidence. Raise your right hand in the upper portion of your abdomen on the left hand side. <coughs> Here you have to say with full self-confidence, Ten times, Mother, I am my own master. Please say this ten times with full confidence. <coughs> I have already told you at the very outset, that you are not this body, this mind, these emotions, 
this intelligence, this ego and conditionings, but you are the pure spirit. So now raise your right hand on the left hand side on your heart and here you have to say with full confidence again twelve times, Mother, I am the pure spirit. Mother, I am the pure spirit. Please say this twelve times. I have told you that this all-pervading power is the ocean of knowledge, ocean of compassion, ocean of bliss. But above all, it is the ocean of forgiveness and whatever mistakes you have committed can be easily dissolved by it. So please forgive yourself and put your right hand at the corner of your neck and your shoulder and turn your head to your right. Here you have to say again with full confidence sixteen times, Mother, I am not guilty at all. Please say this, Mother, I am not guilty at all. Please say it sixteen times. I have already explained that whether you forgive or you don't forgive, you don't do anything. <clears throat> but if you don't forgive, then you play into wrong hands. And at this moment especially, you should forgive so that this Agya Chakra, which is a very constricted center, will open out. So, here, now you put your right hand on top of your forehead and put it down. Put it down, put down your head, please. Here you have to say, <coughs> not how many times, but from your heart you have to say, Mother, I forgive everyone. And don't think about the people whom you have to forgive. Just say, Mother, I forgive everyone in general. Don't think about them. I find this is the most constricted center here. Please, please forgive, otherwise you'll miss the point. From your heart, just say, all right. Now please take your right hand on the back side of your head and push back your head. This is the center where you have to ask forgiveness from the divine power, without feeling guilty, without counting your mistakes, just for your satisfaction. So here you say again from the heart, not how many times, O oh, Divine Power, please forgive me if I have done anything wrong, knowingly or unknowingly. O oh, Divine Power, please forgive me 
if I have done anything wrong, knowingly or unknowingly, say it from your heart, not how many times is not the point. Now, stretch your palm fully and put it, the center of your palm on the fontanelle bone area, which was a soft bone in your childhood. Now press back your fingers as far as possible and with the pressure move your scalp. But before doing that, please put down your head. Now here, <coughs> again, I cannot force self-realization on you. You have to ask for it. So move your hand so that you move the scalp well with a pressure, saying seven times, Mother, please give me Self-realization. Move it clockwise, slowly. Push back your fingers, push back your fingers. Now take down your hands and slowly open your eyes, please. Now put both the hands towards me like
First of all, I think this is the most important thing to understand about your own Kundalini, as Self-realization is Self-knowledge. And the one who gives you Self-knowledge is this, your own Kundalini. Because when she rises, she points it out what are the problems on your chakras. Now, we say that it is pure desire, but we do not know what purity means. It means your chaste desire. It means it has no lust, greed, anything in it. That power is your own mother and is settled in your triangular bowl. She is your own mother. She knows everything about you. It's like a tape recorder. She knows everything about you. And she is absolutely the knowledge. Because she's so pure. <coughs> and whatever chakras she touches, she also knows what's wrong with that chakra. Beforehand. So she is quite prepared and she adjusts herself fully so that you do not get a problem by her awakening. If any chakra is constricted, she waits and goes on slowly, opening that chakra. <coughs> now this Kundalini is the primordial power which is reflected within you. And within you, in a human being, it is like many strands of energy. So it's like a rope. And these energies are all twisted together to form this Kundalini. In a human being these strands are 3 into 7, that is 21, raised to power 108. But when your Kundalini rises, one or two strands out of this come up and pierce the fontanel bone area. Only one or two. Because it has to pass through the innermost nadi, known as Brahma nadi. It's all a spiral throughout, because Kundalini is a spiral, and these nadis are also are <coughs> like a spiral, like this. So the innermost nadi is the Brahma nadi. 
the outermost nadi is the right side and the second innermost is the ida nadi so through the brahma nadi she starts sending those threads by that they <coughs> relax the center by the relaxation of the center the sympathetic nervous system also starts relaxing and when it goes to the agya chakra then your eyes start relaxing your pupils start dilating and your eyes can become like mine very black absolutely relaxed so you can easily see in a person how far is the kundalini if it has pierced the agya then the eyes will be completely dilated and will be shining and then she enters into the sastrara now it is absolutely pure light of knowledge love compassion and attention all these three things are in that energy we know of many energies like electrical energy we know of uh, light energy we know of other energies but these energies cannot think they cannot adjust they cannot work on their own they are to be handled by us but this energy itself is the living energy and knows how to handle itself it thinks if you see a seed being sprouted you'll find at the tip of the seed there's a small little cell which knows how to go round the soft places and then how to encircle the stones and then how to find its way to the source that cell has got i would say a little kundalini in it the way it moves but within you is a tremendous force of kundalini exists so you have a storehouse of compassion which can be enlightened by the spirit you have the storehouse of love compassion and knowledge and ocean of forgiveness when people get realization they do not understand that they have to now grow and why they don't grow because they do not ask for these energies a person who is a realized soul if he says that i have to have more compassion my compassion is not all right my concern about others is not all right my generosity is not all right 
I'm exploiting others, I'm exploiting their love. Then this energy starts moving, giving you that greater dimension of love and compassion. But if you do not want to be <coughs> growing in your awareness, then she, she says, all right, he is a half-picked surgery, let it be. She doesn't supply that energy which is stored within you. I told you, ki three into seven, that is twenty-one raised to power hundred and eight. So what a storage you have within yourself. But because of your mundane style of thinking and asking, in the beginning when I started Sahaja Yoga, people used to ask for, say, jobs or for my mother is sick or a father is sick or they would ask for money or something like that. So the, these wants are not pure wants, as we know in economics, they are not pure wants, they are impure wants because they are never satiable in general. So this Kundalini that is your mother, she is there to supply you, nourish you, to look after you, to make you grow. By giving you a higher personality,
a yoga meditation program. Now that you're in meditation, I would like you to put your right hand on the top of your head and just massage gently the fontanelle, the soft bone on the top of your head. Just raise your hand, maybe 20 centimeters above your head. Move it a little bit around and see if you can feel a gentle cool breeze coming from the fontanelle. Sometime at the beginning it can be warm because the Kundalini is pushing away the obstacle. But hopefully by the end of the program it will become cool. So just keep your attention there and you can put your hand back on your lap. And thank you for listening to us. The two last pieces of music we were playing were two different versions of the Lord Prayer sung by regular Sajja Yoga meditation meditators. And this is very appropriate for today's program as we would like to have a reflection on the meaning of the celebration of Easter inside of us and the message of Christ. This is related to the sixth energy center inside us called the Agya Chakra. It is located on the forehead and some, sometimes called the third eye. Like Shumataji said during the talk, there is inside of us a left side and right side and uh, they have different qualities that we're not going to talk about today as it will be too long for the program. But those channels are crossing on the forehead and um, at the end and the ending at the end of um, of this channel and in the brain and it is very difficult for the kundalini to go through it um, so for that we need to forgive we absolutely need to forgive all the way we can't meditate the thoughts keep bombarding our head and yes I, I know <laughs> I know from experience, it is hard to forgive sometimes. Uh, but if we don't forgive, we stay with those negativity inside that arm us and nobody else. So it's fundamental to forgive. Past doesn't exist anymore. It's all gone. Just let it go and just forgive. So please put your hand, your right hand on your forehead. And if you're doing something, just stop doing it and put your hand on your forehead and from the depths of your heart just say I forgive Mother Kundalini I forgive I forgive everything I forgive everyone and I forgive myself I forgive myself. And believe it from your heart. I forgive. Angela, sorry to interrupt you now. <laughs> oh, Caroline. I was just forgiving everything. <laughs> so what does it mean, I forgive? Um, I, I forgive. It just means just to let everything go and 
just, I mean, on a practical level, it just means that the kundalini can then rise and do its job and put you into that state of meditation. If you're, if you're not forgiving, then the that uh, part inside of the agni chakra it doesn't open. So actually, actually, we have to forgive if we want to meditate. Yeah. And um, for me, it's like a pressure cooker inside the day is everything you're reacting to, and then. It's like when, when you forgive, it's like the steam can release and you can just ah, just be yourself and humble down and, and get back to normal. Mm. And um, how do you do to forgive? <laughs> <laughs> Rasika, you feel inspired? <laughs> Face a question. Uh, any, any one of you have a special recipe for, for forgiving? Rasika? Um just to forgive <laughs> yeah I, i was about to say if i can tell you what shumataji tell us to to do is just to say it just yeah. just yeah. to just keep to say keep just saying it yeah. you know what works for me now I, i've tried many things over the years <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> but now i just say to myself mother i i know that i'm i'm certainly not perfect and i know that others aren't perfect and then my heart opens because mm. I realize yes I'm not perfect and I know that others aren't perfect either and so you can easily then just go oh we're just all making yeah. mistakes and we're all learning and we just let it go yeah. and another thing I uh, find it now I've found out one thing of forgiving is like like just divert your attention to some other thing like if if continuously you're putting attention to that thing which you are not able to forgive just divert to something entertaining and something nice and just forget about that mm. and i think that really helps it's the practicality yeah. of a mother <laughs> yeah because the problem is when you get hurt by some by yeah. somebody or a situation or you feel bad about something you feel guilty then it's it's keep bombarding your mind you keep yeah. thinking about it like let's yeah. say somebody has, has done something and you keep thinking oh why yeah. i didn't say that and mm -hmm. why yeah. did you say that to me it's so unfair and you know like all those things going on in your head yes. and you sit down you try to meditate and hopefully uh, it's uh, of course it's a perfect time for thinking because <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing else to you know, do so you're <laughs> just like, keeping thinking over again saying the same thing over over mm. again in your head and what no. you should have said and could have said yeah. better and, and so it's just it's just a completely spoiling your mind so we have to forgive we have to forgive yeah. we really have to forgive and another personal experience because being a sensitive person i realize that very often it i get just get hurt but it's just me it's you know it's my own ego making me hurt it's yeah. not the, it's the ego that gets hurt the spirit cannot it, be hurt absolutely and it's my own conditioning in my what we call in Sahaja Yoga super ego so the other side of the ego is all your fears your personal experience from your past mm. your expectation from people's behavior your your, your own morality that you developed that is not the, the truth all those things make you react to certain things and make you hurt or disappointed but really in reality all this is just ego so is if it's in the first place we don't react And, and and really in my own experiences my power is of no reaction if we can learn that and Gandhi also was was absolutely his message don't react if you don't react you don't have to forgive because yeah, you don't get yeah. hurt <coughs> yeah, it takes right. it takes just you to to accept being hurt yeah. you know and and then you don't spoil your mind and then you can always the joy can always flow and you s you're not 
thinking all the time about what happened, but you are in the moment, in the joy with everybody. Exactly. Yeah, that's so that, that was my <laughs> personal experience. And um, do you have any uh, example to give us of uh, non-forgiveness or, unforgi- or forgiveness? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you choose, it's always nice. Not forgiveness is the experience is like horrible. Like if you don't forgive, <laughs> then you end up with a mess. Like <laughs> World War Three. Yeah, it's a World War Three. <laughs> but but I think yeah, when you forgive, the things do work out, and you find a way. I think so. Like um, like I remember when in my college days there was uh, we were in a hostel, and there was a girl with same same in my in my class okay, and she's, she's listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was uh, continuously troubling me with the studies and everything when there there is to be exam time she used to like always try to divert my attention and not and i just forgave her i just didn't pay attention to her and then um, the next time I, i came to know that she got transferred to another college and it was like oh my god it's it was like a very good experience that's it? actually a very important yeah. point that Rasika is mentioning is when you forgive you let go and if you let go it goes directly to the divine it's, it goes to the divine to work it out but if we hang it on the problem then the divine can't work it yeah. out because it has to come from our pure desire that's that's our free will yeah. divine matters with free will so if we let go the divine can look after everything And also the divine is putting always, it's a play, everything in front of us is for us to learn to develop these qualities. And so if we're not reacting to them, then then we're learning our lessons and we realize 10 minutes later if we'd reacted to that, the situation is gone now. And so we would have created a situation that just wasn't there. Absolutely. And um, uh, Angela, do you have a personal experience you'd like to share? Um, I just, in general, just raising um, a child on my own and as a single mum you get so frustrated sometimes and tired and and then also as a parent there's that fine line between discipline and domination oh yeah <laughs> and you know it's not really you can't you have to recognize this and then you know you know, I know sometimes if we're shouting at the child and then you realize oh I, I would never speak to anybody else like that so why am I speaking to my child like that and so then I would say can you forgive me please and he would go always mum mm. and then everything would just be okay and um So I guess it's just, you know, you can use this forgiveness to to uh, introspect and look at look at your life and your relationships with each other all the time. And also another aspect of forgiveness is to forgive ourselves. Yeah. So why is this that is important? This is the hardest one. <laughs> <laughs> why is that so important to um to forgive ourselves? The you have to forgive because okay, you you have made a mistake, you accept it and then is no point in dragging you away with that uh, thing so i think um it's good to forgive you, yourself if you don't you build up a guilt that's a conditioning mm-hmm. and then what i've noticed is that if i feel guilty about something and i don't want to face it then it moves across in that spiral shamanaji was talking about and it turns into anger and then the anger can be directed back at that person when actually it's you that's the problem not them because you're not f- forgiving them and then you be uh, you're being unkind like the first song yeah. we played yeah. Yeah. all what matters is to be kind yeah. and yeah. so um um very important to stay kind to be to stay yourself the yeah. spirits who you are is kind 
So if if being unforgiving, uh, if not forgiving, make you unkind, yeah. it's obviously not the right not thing. Right, yeah. okay, thank you, ladies. So um, just uh, for a, f a couple of minutes, let's close our eyes again and sit down if we can. And put your hands, palm up on your lap. And take a few big deep breaths. Gently. And with your right hand, you can raise your Kundalini from the bottom of your spine to the top of your head. Just gently raise your hand. And massage your fontanelle, the top of your head the Sahasra Chakra. Mother, please come in my attention. Please reside in my attention. If my attention is always on you, I don't get hurt. I don't need to forgive. I remain pure and joyful. Raise your hand above your head and feel the flow of your Kundalini. And you can put your hand back on your lap. Mother, I am not guilty. Past has gone. I am not guilty. Mother, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive myself. And I forgive everyone. Linda, they'll say, suck in the vibrations. Now, you will think about how to suck. Just become thoughtless, it will go in. Just become thoughtless, it will go in. Just try to be thoughtless, you'll imbibe. If the thoughts are coming from ego, just tell them, be humble, be humble, be humble. And they'll disappear. Because your brain cannot suggest anything to you sensible. Only your spirit can manifest. Just tell your mind, be humble. Then this relativity will go away that you have to be unique, you are some higher soul and something, all that is nonsense. You have to be the whole. 
You are listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program, and it's now unfortunately time to say goodbye. I must say we've been very comfortable with you. <laughs> and uh, from the depths of our heart, we would like to thank you, especially all the listeners, the regular listeners, the people listening to us and writing to us. We're, we're reading all your letters, and we enjoy every letter we're reading. So, um, we hope you've enjoyed this program and um, if you want to learn a little bit more about meditation and um, all the techniques to help you to get into that state, you can uh, join a program next to your area. There's many programs in senior area in, in Australia, in the world. So you can go to um, www.freemeditation.com.au I repeat, freemeditation.com.au or if you don't have access to internet, you can call 1-300-724-252. It's 1-300-2, sorry, again, 1-300-724-252. And um, if you have any question, you can call us. Well, probably Angela or I or Rasika will be answering the phone because <laughs> we, the three of us are answering that phone line. And um, we might be able to see you to the centers if you're coming. And again, thank you for listening to us and bye for now. Have a wonderful Thank day. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Light And the spirit of life Calling Mamela And a voice